What's up, guys, and welcome back to another podcast in the 1306 Garage. You're here with Journeys to and Through College Baseball. You got me, Jace Hutchins, you got Preston Hoffer, and you got Wesley Shields ready to talk to another Blinn baseball player. Before we get uh, talking to him, let's talk about some stuff we got going on. We Obviously, most of y'all probably listen to us on Spotify, if I had to guess, but we're actually on a few other platforms now, uh, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, so if any of y'all have, have those apps, maybe y'all can check it out there. Um, as of right now, we still have a plan to talk to a few uh, Blinn guys before we start to expand a little bit. Uh, we're in talks with a few guys in junior colleges in the state, and then also um, a junior college in Oklahoma, Eastern Oklahomans, who, who have had a lot of success, and I'm excited to be able to talk to them. Um, so today's guest is someone that we're all super excited to host and someone we look up to for his competitive nature, and that is Cam Kelton. So Cam, thanks for joining us, man. We're excited to do this. So guys, thank you all for having me. Uh, really excited to be part of this podcast. I think it's a great thing what y'all are doing. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So kind of listened to a few of the podcasts so far. question we always ask is like, what led you here to Blinn? Um, kind of talk about that recruiting process because I know you were being looked at as a catcher by uh, some people and now you're a corner infielder here so kind of discuss that a little bit yeah so the recruiting process for me um was a little bit slow didn't really have too too many options in general but um it kind of uh schools schools kind of kind of started reaching out uh my junior year um but it was nothing nothing major i still had no offers and come senior fall um, I was playing really well, and um, SFA had reached out and was prepared to offer me a preferred walk-on to go catch, um, but I had kind of fallen in love with, with third base at the time and, you know, was uh, looking to play that position at the next level, so um, Blinn reached out and, you know, they wanted me to play third and, you know, gave me, gave me a solid offer, and so... You know, that's why I, that's why I went. Yeah, for sure. Um, I admire that you were able to turn down a Division One offer um, just because you're looking to play a different position and stuff like that. But with that being said, do you think catching and playing other positions growing up kind of helped you in the long run? Has now being a corner infielder some stuff that you could have learned by catching? Or Most run? definitely. Um, you know, just quickness um, and, you know, being able to read the ball. Uh, catcher's a really tough position, so... When you're back there, you gotta be prepared. And I think it really helped me become, you know, a leader on the field um, and, you know, kind of a field general back there. And just, if you can play, if you can play catcher well, then you're doing something right. So it just, it just helped me overall, um, you know, broaden my game for sure. Um, to kind of flip the script, um, I would say, cause I played third base my whole high school career um, and now I'm a catcher. Yeah. So. I would say that one thing I took from third base was that it helped me like work through balls, picking through balls. Um, it kind of just helped my glove overall. And so I think that, yeah, playing multiple positions just only benefits you. It does, definitely doesn't hurt you. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then when I was younger, I started off catching because my dad kind of handed it off to me. He caught it, uh, San Jack. So it was definitely kind of a family thing to start catching. And I mean, you learn a lot back there because I mean, you're touching the rock every single time. You're involved in every single pitch of the game. So, I mean, you, you have to have sort of a, not a higher knowledge, but I mean, you gotta be locked in at all times. Yeah. And then, I mean, just to give Hoff some credit, I mean, watching him catch every day, and then I'm happy you get to come here and play third, because I mean, I get to take ground balls with you every day and learn from you. And then, yeah, I mean, 
It's yeah, awesome it's, for you. It's a different type of grind back there that you get to you get used to. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, I kind of just didn't you know didn't really want to do it anymore. But you know, it's a great position for yeah. sure. But the good thing is, like we've kind of talked about this, if you had to, you could always yeah, hop back in there, absolutely, which is good to have under for your belt sure. in your it's back pocket. That's so, a tool. Yeah, and that that kind of leads to my next point. Like Hoff made a really good point is being a catcher and then having to play third or playing third and having to be a catcher, like you, you can take things from different positions. So like as a kid, I wouldn't ever tell anyone, Hey, you should only play third or you should only catch. Like I think people should be thrown around everywhere. Cause you'll never really know until you're older, like what your position position is going to be. And that's a lesson for kids and coaches at a younger age. But so you're from Texas, but you moved to Arizona for a little bit and you played on this travel team which was really good, full yeah. of studs at a younger age. I mean, yeah. you don't really know much at that mm-hmm. time, but you knew you were probably still some good kids. And uh, one of those being Carson Tucker, who ended up being one of your really good friends and was the first rounder for the Indians. So kind of talk about how, even though you were younger, how that impacted your career today, like, you know, and just being around those guys. Yeah, you know, um, moved moved to Arizona when I was young. I was like fifth grade at the time. And, you know, just found a, found a ball club and, was really blessed to you know find a really really good ball club um you know that i had made a lot of friends in uh grew close grew close to some kids and i didn't really understand how how good we were at the time i don't think um because you know looking back on it you go and you see like half of that roster is power five guys you know you got kai murphy at asu um, Ethan Long at ASU, JD went to Oregon State, Carson got drafted in the first round, you know, just some, some dudes on that team, you know, we were all 11-12, so no one at that time was getting offered or anything. Um, but, you know, I was really fortunate to be coached under the coaches that were there as well. Um, you know, Pat Murphy, uh, one of the most winningest coaches in college baseball was the coach, one of the coaches on that team. and. You know, it was, he taught me a lot. Uh, I learned a lot just by being there. And the culture in Arizona um, that they have for baseball is just different. Um, like, they don't have, like, high, or middle school football. You know, it's like, there, the big deal is baseball. Yeah. And so it's just, it was really cool to see. Um, and it's just a, a little bit, you know, at the younger age, it's just a, a different level of baseball than, than I had seen. So it was really good to get introduced to that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that can honestly lead into the next point a little bit now hearing you talk about it. Um, Because something we've all noticed on this team, I know us three for sure, and I think everyone on our team is just how competitive you are, how much you hate losing. And you've mentioned it to me after we lost, like on the bus, like you're just like pissed off. And I, I mean, I get that as well. But and I know you have an older brother as well, which could probably lead into some of this. But kind of talk about if that having an older brother or playing with that group of guys and always being pushed to have to compete to be good. Um, if that's helped you and kind of talk about how your competitive drive has continued to grow over the years. Oh yeah, well, you mentioned that I do have a brother and I think that's that's a big reason why I'm so competitive. You know, we were always going at it uh, when we were younger and you know, to this day, whether, you know, no matter what it is, um, you know, we're competing at it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of been something that's been instilled in me. Um, nobody likes to lose. It's not fun. That's, that's never the goal. Um, so when you're, when you work so hard at something and you're working for something, you know, it's, you're out there trying to win games and it's frustrating when you're not. So that's, that's kind of just always been a part of my, my game. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, I think you have a very like good work, uh, work ethic, both in the cages and stuff like that. And no one prepares to lose. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the thing where you get the saying like, hate losing more than winning because you don't prepare to lose. You're prepared to win. So when you lose, it's, you know, you're not expected to do that. So, um, you have anything to add? Yeah. That? Um, I just remember as a kid, uh, I, cause I have an older brother as well. And as a kid, we would always just play like basketball out front in the driveway. And I just remember that like, and it, it doesn't relate to baseball in any way. It's just, it's just that competitive edge. Like I would lose a game just as a kid and be like, no, let's run one more, one more, yeah, one more, to. one more. And it just, it just teaches you that, you know, like you're not okay with losing. Yeah. And, like it's not an option. So for losing, sure. Losing to, you know, a sibling that's the worst. It's the worst. It's, 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 it's not acceptable. For sure. Um, so this is something that I think y'all two can relate to very well, um, as well as myself, and honestly, a lot of people in junior uh, junior college. But how do you handle seeing kids commit on Twitter or social media like daily, knowing that you know some of the kids that commit, whatever you see them, and you know that you're better than them, like you know that, but they're committing and you're not at the time. So how do you handle that, and how do you use it in a positive, kind of put a chip on your shoulder and keep working instead of sulking about it and sitting around? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of tough, you know, just seeing guys that you've played with or that are your age or, you know, younger than you commit to whatever school it is, um, knowing that that's where that's the end goal for, for me right now, being at a JUCO. Um, so it's kind of kind of tough. But at the end of the day, I, I see and I'm, I'm happy for those guys. I know how how hard it is to you know get us get a placement with a school like, you know, a division one school. Um, so I, I gotta be happy for them. Uh, of course I wish it was me, but I kind of look at it as I just gotta, you know, keep my head down, keep working. It's been the same mentality since high school because in high school it was, it was the same deal. You know, you got your boys that are in high school with you committing, for you sure. know, for me, my, my two best friends in high school, you know, Jared Allen's committed to Texas state and Dax Dothie was going to U of H and, I'm committed to blend and so it's kind of like I always had a chip on my shoulder and I always looked at it as just like you know at the end of the day you're committed where you're committed but yeah I can play with you no it's, for sure I feel that that point you made there at the end about high school because yeah. those are the kids that you've grown up with yeah. and become really close with and we've already mentioned a few times signing day comes around mm -hmm. and they're sitting at the table going to SEC Big 12 wherever it may be and you're going to a junior college and it kind of you gotta swallow your pride a little bit and get through that but Something I've noticed a lot this year, you put yourself in really good shape this spring with your body and stuff like that. And I think that was one of your goals. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was. Kind of discuss the importance of the weight room and staying consistent with it and not, necessar not necessarily expecting the results to happen overnight, but continuing on that grind. Yeah, it's, it's honestly huge. Um, for me in high school, like I had mentioned, I was a good player. I just didn't. I didn't have the offers I was looking for, and I, I, I'm not naive. I know it was a big, a big part of my body. You know, was it was the reason behind that, um, and it wasn't you know anything, anything huge. It was just there's there's certain things that you have to do, or just certain a certain level of discipline that you have to reach. You know, to maintain your diet, and uh, you know, maintain really going to the gym and getting your work in, and work has never been an issue for me. It's just. I wasn't really, you know, as focused on it as much back in high school. And when I got here, 
um, after, you know, the COVID year ended, I was just like, if I'm going to give myself the best chance to go and, you know, really play at this next level, I'm going to make it a whole lot easier on myself if, you know, I, you know, get lighter on my feet, trim some weight down and look better, pass the eye test. Cause in all of high school, you know, I didn't really pass the eye test. Um, so I, you know, I really credit you a lot for that too, Jace, because I looked at y'all, you know, the dudes on our team who were committed, you, you know, my toy, y'all's pitchers and the grind that y'all had was different. And I had texted you and I was like, dude, like, I, I need to, I need to get on what y'all are on. Like y'all's workout plan. I, I need to be on that because, you know, I, I want to just get on the right track and stay there. And, you know, that's what I've been blessed enough to do. And so I'm, I'm for sure. I'm at a good point right now. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you just answered one of the questions I had written down. I, you know, I had stuff written down about the recruiting process in, you know, junior college right now going through the COVID stuff. I mean, you're seeing a lot of, you know, power arms and, you know, maybe not as many hitters getting picked up right now. So, I mean, I mean, you just kind of hit off on that talking about, you know, we got a lot of pitchers in our bullpen committed right now. And I mean, you obviously just said you use it as a positive. I mean, you're getting in on their workouts and I mean, you're trying to put yourself in the best position to be committed whenever those schools are ready to, you know, take hitters. Exactly. Um, And, you know, it also kind of happened. I got when I got hurt at the, at the beginning of the fall, you know, I broke my foot and I, I can't walk, I can't run. It's like, I had to find a way to stay in shape because I had already at that point kind of worked and been, been getting the body that I had, had wanted. Um, and I was like, you know, sitting there, I felt sorry for myself for a couple of days and it's like, well, this could either go really bad, you know, I could just get out of shape, you know, and just, go down the wrong path and not be prepared for the season or I can do whatever I can, which was pretty much just controlling my diet really like heavily at that point because I can't really work out. I could do whatever I can and be ready for when I can walk again. For sure. And that's, that's how I was um, yeah. coming off surgery yeah. Yeah, the same way. And I don't think people realize how important diet is. Yeah. I mean, you can work out, but that's, at the end of the day, if you, you don't even have to work out sometimes and, You'll see guys that look really good that just eat right. Yeah, that's almost the biggest thing. But it's I, hard to do in high school. It's, oh, it's, it's really, very hard. It's really hard. It's hard to, hard to do in college, yeah. especially junior college on your own. I just um, feel like a lot of people aren't really educated on. One hundred percent. It's hard. And and that, I mean, another thing is money. You know, you're, you're, yeah, the money. Yeah. I mean, you're a junior college kid. I mean, maybe you don't have the resources to go. You know, pick up an organic meal or eat yeah. as good as you really want to do. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But I think one of the things that you said when it came to working out is like you, you, you hit me up or whatever. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people go on their little like, hey, I want to work hard for two weeks. But now you've been here for four months and you're still working hard and continuing to. And like I said, you might not see results right away. But I think over time you've started to see results for sure. Um, and it's also confidence. When you start putting in the work and stuff like that, it'll give you some self-confidence and you'll start believing in what you're doing a little bit. So. I admire that you've stuck with it, and I think it's awesome. Um, you got any questions? Uh, yeah, I wanted to go back to you know playing at Stony Point, playing in Round Rock. I mean, it's kind of it, it weirdly is kind of like the mecca of Texas baseball, just because Dell Diamond. Because I mean, every single team is trying to get to Dell Diamond. So you know, living so close. Whenever whenever my high school team went to state, we our first practice 
of the week was at Stony Point High mm. School. And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool coming yeah. to Blaine, and then I get to you know meet a guy that played there. But yeah, I mean, you're you're ten minutes from where the state championship is played. How did that did that motivate you? I mean, did, was it a pressure thing? I mean, did it turn you into a leader? Stuff like that. I mean, what what was that like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Round Rock definitely has it's loaded with talent every year. Um, you know, my district was six A, so. You know, you're seeing, you're seeing, and you're playing along and and against really good talent, and I think it kind of just, you know, raised everybody's level of play. Um, uh, for me, the Dell Diamond, yeah, that was always that was always the motto for our baseball team at Stony Point. We want to go dogpile at the Dell Diamond. It's, it's literally ten minutes from our our high school. That was a dream. Unfortunately, I was never able to do that, but that that was definitely always the goal, and it was it was cool to have that like right there to go and watch minor league games being played there and and go watch you know state games being played there and stuff like that so it was really cool that's awesome so you hit on your foot uh for a minute there Mm -hmm. and it was kind of bad timing if you think about it it is it sucks like for y'all that don't know junior college a lot of people really get uh recruited in the fall because the teams aren't playing at the division one level so that's like a big time to get recruited and it happened right in the middle there. Your swing was looking really good, all this stuff. So now looking back on it, is there, and you kind of said this already, but can you, can injuries be good a little bit at times to like light a fire under you and kind of give you a moment to take a step back, see what you need to do and kind of really hit the ground running when you're healthy again? 100%. I think, you know, you experience Tommy John and you come back and you're a much better pitcher when you're fully healthy and fully developed. And it's like, you see it. And the reason behind that is just because you stay mentally, mentally ready. You, you go and I had to go to practice every day for you know, a month on a scooter. And I'm like, just, you just take no fun. You don't take anything for granted. You just see, you see like these guys and, and they're playing and it's just like, wow. Um, you know, I can't wait to go do that again. And so you do whatever you can to be ready to go do that again. And that's how I felt about it. And it's like you have, you have two ways to really look at it. It's just you can, you can come out of this and, and be a better player. You could come out of this and be a worse player. So. And then, I mean, I just thought of this. I mean, more recently, I mean, we had to deal with COVID. I mean, we yeah. lost you for two weeks. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. important weeks in the season. I mean, we're we're getting late. We got two more games left in conference, and then you know, playoffs are starting. And I, I can't believe I missed that. But yeah, dude. I mean, what was that like? You know, you're sitting in quarantine. You can't help your guys out. I mean, I was that was something. That was uh, yeah. So I mean, I for the podcast, I had tested. It was a false positive. I the a few days before I had went and gotten um, the vaccine, first round of the vaccine. Um, and so I felt a little bit different, but you know, it was, that's what, that's what comes with the vaccine. I was aware of that. Um, had to go get the test for the, for the team, you know, every Monday and I went and popped a false positive and the, like the people who regulate COVID on our campus, you know, it's called campus clear day told me that me and all my roommates had to go quarantine um, for a week. I had to be for a week. They had to go for two weeks. So it was just like an absurd situation. And I understand if I have COVID, but 
I go and the next day I test negative on a test and the next day after that I test negative again and I'm sitting in a room feeling 100% fine and I have to watch my squad go play a conference game, a whole conference series yeah. Yeah. On, on my computer um, yeah. from a quarantine room. So it was not, it was not fun at all. It really, not sweet. really sucked. Not sweet. Yeah, not, not by any means. <laughs> that was a good question for sure. And I think you could still look at that and it gives you time to reflect again and not take anything for granted and then bounce back ready to go like you did. So obviously after this year or whatever, whenever it is, you're going to go to the next level because you're a damn good player and it's just going to happen. But after baseball's over, whenever that is, you have any plans after baseball already or not yet? And then question we ask everyone, like if you have a kid, he plays baseball, is there anything that you would like push him to do or anything you would do different than your parents did or kind of how do you see that now? Well, to answer the first question, um, I don't necessarily have exactly, I don't necessarily know exactly what I'm going to do. I plan on finishing school, you know, hopefully getting my school paid for at the next level and then just, you know, finishing, finishing school and getting my degree, um, maybe blessed with the opportunity to do a one-year master's that would be that would be great but I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet um and it's something I kind of need to start thinking about but yeah just trying to I think it's about it's a lot about who you know it's a lot about connections you make and yeah and I think baseball has put me in such a good position just to when whenever I need to go in and interview for a job I, I have the competitive nature and just the tools to to outshine you know a, a competitor you know for sure for sure um so the kid question mm. yeah it's always my favorite one uh i think my parents did a really good job um with just kind of keeping me on like the right track my dad would always um kind of try and get me to go hit with him, even if like I didn't want to. When you're a kid, it's not like you you always want to go hit yeah. and like go work out like you, you might, like I kind of want to do now. It's just like, so I think my parents did a really good job with getting me to find a sport that I liked. And once I liked it, they're like, all right, you're in, you're all in. So That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm paying this money for you to, to yeah. do these travel ball stuff. So like, let's, let's, go to work so I, I think that's that's how I plan on doing with my kid um you know find out what they like hopefully it's baseball and if it is then you know they show that competitive nature and let's yep. get after it I'm, I'm yep. with them all the way no I'm guessing they'll probably end up being pretty competitive if I had to take a guess <laughs> but uh Cam I appreciate you hopping on man that was awesome I hope people can use this if they hear it and use your your story and your situation and just kind of learn from a little bit and how you went about it, but we appreciate it, man. Yes, thank you guys for having me, sir. Yes, sir. So next podcast is going to be with someone who is already sitting right here, man. He's listening in. He's practicing a little bit. But I'm really excited about the next one because I think it's something me personally, I've struggled with a lot. And I think a lot of kids struggle with it because they're always searching for just trying to be like other people instead of just like honing in on who they are and being themselves and that's really the best version of who they are and no matter what people think about you or whatever he he owns it so i'm excited about that one i think people are going to be able to learn a lot of lessons from it um i appreciate y'all listening to us and hope we see you again soon